Welcome to the talking heart, always connected though miles apart. Like the lotus flower grows from the mud, transforming pain into power, we rise above. Growing up, I didn't have a good relationship with my mom. In fact, I didn't think she loved me at all. I often felt despised by her because I was my father's daughter. So she channeled the anger and resentment she had for him towards me. And I'm sure that many of you share the same story. <laughs> she abandoned me, neglected me, and pushed me away. So I developed a very deep wound from her and I harbored sometimes hate in my heart towards her because I didn't understand how she wasn't a mother as I thought a mother should be. I learned how to not be through my mother and always tried to conduct my life the opposite way of hers. My grandmother had passed away. She had taken care of my mom most of her life. So it became my duty in honor of my grandmother, despite my feelings to take care of my mom and make sure that she was okay. She suffered poor economic circumstances and mental health disorders, so I had to make sure her basic needs were met. When I found out she was sick with cancer and only had two years to live, I had to take her to her doctor's appointments for radiation and chemo for those next two years. I tried my best to make fond memories with her and I would take her on picnics with my girls at the bay. We would sit on the playground together, watch my children swinging and laughing, and she would start crying because she knew that she wouldn't be there to see them grow up, and that was heartbreaking. But despite her terminal illness, I still had resentments for her that I had stuffed, but I did my best not to allow my anger towards her to show. She was sick, and I, I would be a horrible human being if I were to allow that to come out, but yet it still fostered inside of me. So she ended up going to the doctor for a fever that would not go away. They ran more tests and found out that her lungs were collapsing. They told us that the end was imminent and that it was time for her to enter hospice. Um, it was a big shock, of course. I mean, we knew it was coming, but I don't think there was any way I could have prepared for that time. But because of her economic status, they wanted to put her in a big room. I'm talking like 100 people in one room where she would pass away with all these other people in the same room. I refuse this because I'm a firm believer that no matter your financial status or mental condition, that each person deserves dignity. And my grandma would roll over in her grave if I didn't make sure that I got that for my mother. So I went to the president of the hospital in a very serious and professional manner and demanded that they get her into a comfortable space where she could transition as peacefully as possible. They gave her clearance for her to go to a home called the House of Love, where she would have her own room and access to the outside with a patio. It was landscaped with magnolias and roses. It was very, very beautiful and comfortable and a massive blessing that I am so absolutely thankful for. I still remember that day when they wheeled her into her final destination and I was waiting there. I had coffee brewing because she loved the smell. I had decorated her room with artwork by my daughters, myself, my cousin, and I had put flowers in her room and some cakes that she had liked. She loved chocolate. <laughs> I visited her every single day and seeing all the people coming and going from anywhere from like three days to the most a week later, 
my mom was still there. She broke the record for the longest stay at that hospice, which was nine weeks because she was stubborn like that. It was in that house of love while she lay on her deathbed and the veil between life and death were thin that she opened her inner world completely to me. I could really see her for the very first time. In those nine weeks, we went through an intense and terrifying healing together through this very vulnerable and horribly painful experience of witnessing her human body fail right before my eyes. I forgave her completely and my compassion was ignited. How could it not be? I realized that she did love me as deeply as she was able, considering her inner pain and turmoil that she suffered her entire life. She couldn't get past it, and because she couldn't get past her own inner turmoil, she couldn't be present for me, and she couldn't love me the way that I longed to be loved by my mother. So I came to terms with it, and I accepted that this was just part of my journey and the story of my life. That experience allowed me to forgive my mother and really, really healed me within. And God rest her soul, Mom, thank you so much for bringing me into this world and for teaching me wonderful lessons that I had to learn. Then there was my grandmother. Thank goodness I had my grandmother as my role model, showing me what motherly love actually was. Her love was unconditional, understanding, and I loved the person I was through her eyes. She created an imprint within me that I hold sacred and is part of who I have become today. Then came the time for me to enter motherhood. I know I'm going back and forth in this timeline. When my first child was born, I thought I would feel this immediate bond and this natural love. Instead, I saw and felt for the very first time the hugely intimidating responsibility I carried from that moment forward to raise a helpless little human. What I didn't realize was that my daughter was going to show me every single wall I had put up to protect my heart from being hurt and every block I had to love. And if I was going to be a mother, I had to do the work to break down those walls. I had built a fortress around my heart, so I had to do back-breaking, heavy internal lifting and clearing. My children have been my biggest teachers and have set the stage for huge growth within me. I have risen to the occasion because I've always had a deep longing to do better than what I was shown as a child. I also had to teach myself to be a good mother to my children through many different and difficult experiences and tests. Being a mother is a thankless job. Your children don't give you prizes for the hard work you have done within yourself to show up as an unconditionally loving mother. As a child, there were many conditions put on love by my parents. If I didn't become who they wanted me to be, I felt that they wouldn't love me. This was especially prominent when it came to my relationship with my father, who had projected a strong image onto me of what he wanted me to be, which was nothing like I truly am. Through my need to please him and not disappoint him, I lost my freedom and many opportunities to follow my own unique soul's calling and become who I was meant to be. This caused an identity crisis within me, which I am just now uncovering in being myself and doing what I'm called to do, regardless of anyone's projections, it took massive courage for me to be me, despite what others think I should be. And I'm still a work in progress and I practice every day. 
So because of the way that I was raised with all the projections, I certainly didn't want my projections to be placed on my children. It has always been my goal as a mother to allow for space for my children to grow as they are meant, to find what it is they are truly meant to find in life through their own unique journey. I have raised my children metaphorically like a plant grows. You appreciate it. You don't overwater it. You allow it sun and space to grow, and however it grows, you keep loving it no matter what. Watching my children grow and blossom into who they are meant to be has been my greatest joy. Just the other day, my oldest daughter came to lay beside me, and she said, Mom, I like to be next to you because your presence grounds me. And I don't think she could have said anything better. It's in those moments when you see all this work and all the seeds that you've planted for all these years beginning to culminate into a beautifully loving relationship with my children. So yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lifetime full of work, but it's amazing. So I will end this with a poem by Khalil Gibran that I hold dear as a shiny example of the love we have for our children and what it is to be a mother. And a woman who held a babe against her bosom said, Speak to us of children. And he said, Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls, for their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you, for life goes not backward, nor tarries with yesterday. You are the boughs from which your children as living arrows are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his might, that his arrows may go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness, for even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the bow that is stable. So happy Mother's Day to all you mamas out there. Give yourself some love. Give yourself some praise. You're doing it, and you're making a difference for the future and you're teaching your children a different way regardless of how you were raised for that i commend you and thank you to all the motherly energy all the mothers all the women who have shown up in my life as motherly figures who have shined their light upon me and their love upon me and have made me feel accepted regardless of anything else I thank my grandmother, of course, for her her unconditional love in teaching me what unconditional love means and for teaching me how to become it and how to transform myself through it and to share it with my children. (music) 